0: Good evening, Dominion Church. I am so incredibly thankful to be a part of this ministry. It's amazing what God is doing here. To think that we get to call this place home. a little testimony because I refuse to allow the enemy to get any, any ground. So tonight we're in worship and I'm so thankful for our worship team. And I, I intentionally try to say that, you know, and when I say worship team, of course, that's not leaving out media and all those guys and girls at work, but You know, to have a team that so freely flows in the anointing, knowing that the anointing is nothing but anywhere close to free. And um, tonight, Kai had a little problem in Kingdom Kids, so he came up here to sit in service, and that's fine, whatever. He caused a little bit of a problem. But as I was worshiping tonight and I saw him sitting there in the chair, God just put it on my heart just to love on him. So I pulled him over, and some, some of you that sit close to me probably saw me do that, just pull over, and I had my hands in front of his chest, my hands were on his chest and he was in his front of me, and two, or three minutes into that worship part of me just kind of loving on him, and all of a sudden my hands felt hot water on them, and they were tears, and i reached down and I said what's what's wrong buddy and he's really just weeping at this time and he says these words he said he said daddy I miss great pa, and I'm sad that he died and I realize the Spirit of God is working on his heart and so in recognizing that I I, I was loud up here at the altar so I had I took him to the back so I could just talk with him and hear his heart and he's crying almost uncontrollably and said he said I said what's what's wrong he said daddy I'm just sad because great Paul died and I told him I said you understand you know, great Paul went to heaven he's like I know but I want to go I want to be able to see him again and I was like okay Holy Ghost I see what you're doing (laughs) see cuz some of you in here won't be able to catch what I'm about to say but you got to understand our God is so good he'll break it down on a level that a six year old can get it yeah. see God knew how to get a hold of his heart see some of you are like oh he's just crying he's tired oh he's you know whatever he, he was emotional no no I recognize the Holy Spirit what he, will, he knows how to get a hold of the heart of a six year old and so in that moment, I asked God, I said, I said, "Can you feel Jesus pulling on your heart like you feel Jesus like right here?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And I said, I said, "Have you ever really just given your heart to Jesus?" And he said, "No." And I said, "Do you want to do that right now?" He said, "Yeah. Come on. so I'm so incredibly thankful. See, listen, I don't know. Maybe y'all don't read the Bible that I read but mine tells me that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh I'm telling you I've been preaching this message I'm going to keep preaching it I don't care what devil it makes mad I don't care, I believe that there is coming a day where six year olds will stand and prophesy and say thus saith the Lord I believe they'll speak in tongues I believe they'll cast out devils and if your religious self don't like it there's hundreds of churches out there that don't want it. But I say at Dominion Church, we want it. And so I refuse. I refuse for anybody to tell me anything different because this is what I know. I know my Jesus. And I could tell that the Spirit of God was dealing with his heart. And in that moment, it's, it's God getting a hold of him. But I say all that to say this. No preacher had to preach. Because we have a team on this altar that is consistently in worship and they know how to bring the presence of God and that the Holy Ghost can evangelize the congregation. And tonight... The Holy Ghost got a hold of my six-year-old son and began to tug on his heartstrings. See, I'm so glad that he had a problem in kids' church because what the enemy intended for evil, God knew he had to... God knew if he could get him here, in here, in this moment, right now, and isolate him. So you know, I could... Say amen and go home. Because he leaves the 99 for the one. And God counts us one by one. He doesn't count us. Come on, somebody. You don't need to have 20 people saved in a service to call the move of God. My God, just give us one soul, God. Just give us one. One today, one tomorrow, one the next day, one the next day, one the next day, one the next day. And at the end of the year, there'll be 365 people that ain't going to hell and they're going to heaven. So, I celebrate what the Lord is doing. I would ask you, as the church of Jesus Christ, to pray for him. You know, I'm just, can I just share for a minute? That's, that's okay. In the spirit, I've really resonated a lot with David. My middle name is David. I see a lot of characteristics in David when I read the story of David. There's a lot that I see in my life to the point sometimes it's scary that I just see things David went through and I'm like, man, I know what that feels like. But God spoke to me one time and he told me, he said, Kyle, if you are a David, then Kai is a Solomon. I believe, I believe that that kid is highly anointed. I believe all my children are anointed. Sometimes incredibly annoying but incredibly anointed. Amen. And so I just want to share this with you really quick. That spirit, because this is going to go along with what I want to talk to you about tonight. But spirit-filled ministry is so important. Hear me, hear me. Not in the church, but in our homes. Like we need to see the Holy Ghost everywhere. Like, it's great to have church services where we hawk and buck and people get slayed in the Holy Ghost and tongue-talking and fire-walking and devil-slaying. Like, we love all that. But, my God, I'm saying, Lord, like, I need to see it everywhere, not just here at 1030 Pearl Street, but send it in our homes, send it in, in our kids' schools, put it in our government, put it in the restaurant, put it in Walmart. my God, this Holy Ghost don't just belong here. All right. Judges chapter 6. Let's rejoice with heaven as you stand to your feet for the reverence of reading God's word. Let's rejoice with heaven, though, tonight for one soul saved. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Kai, I'm proud of you, son. I want you to know that I'm proud of you. And tonight, to make a decision to ask Jesus in your heart is the best decision you could have ever made. <laughs> don't you let anybody tell you anything different and don't you let anybody tell you it's not real and if the enemy tells you it's not real you tell him to shut up because you've got authority now to tell him to shut up and he's got no choice but to listen to you judges chapter 6 verse 11 we're going to try to finish this message that i've been trying to preach now for the third week been trying to this was supposed to be a one night message and it just didn't go that way I've been trying to teach to the body on where is the wonder we're going to get to that tonight out of Judges chapter 6 I hope to finish it then the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abbazite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites catch that part if you haven't been here He was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. And when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said to him, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. We're going to really break down that statement tonight. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did the Lord not bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us to the hand of Midian. Father, tonight we pray for a restoration of the wonder back into the house of God. God, I pray. God, I don't pray for it just here at Dominion Church. But God, I pray for it for every church in our city. God, I lift up. Uh, uh, temple church God I lift up uh, the Baptist church downtown God I lift up the Methodist church God the apostolic church God the AME church God Lord I lift them up God and I ask you Lord send the wonder to these churches empower their leaders God to be moved by the spirit of God Lord we pray for revival not here God but here in this region God not just in this place but among these people in this city God that you would move in such a way that only you would get the glory. God, we pray strategically right now for a restoration of the wonder of God, the miracle working wonder, the wonder that our ancestors talked about. God, we don't want to talk about. We want to see it. And tonight God we come before you and your ministering angels. And God we ask you, where is the wonder that our ancestors talked about? Where is the wonder where is the opening of blinded eyes where is the undefining of deaf ears where is the unparalyzing of paralyzed bodies where is the raising of the dead god i say if it be anywhere let it be here among us in jesus name somebody shout where is the wonder amen you may be seated in the house I don't know if y'all have me too loud on the monitors or too loud on the house, but the popping drives me crazy, so help me out on that, please. Where is the wonder? I believe that that is a statement that is Gideon made, and as I've tried to teach and preach on this message, I believe it is a growing frustration amongst the body of Christ that many of us can echo the statement of Gideon. Come on, somebody. I believe that... I believe that there is a holy frustration that creates hunger and that hunger gets the attention of God because God said that whosoever hunger and thirst after righteousness shall not be filled. Y'all with me tonight? Turn me completely off on the monitors, y'all. Because what we need to understand is that where there is a holy dissatisfaction then it begins to drive us to a place where we're saying, God, we want more. We want more. But I wonder how many of us tonight can say, like Gideon, that we've heard the stories, we've heard the testimony, and we've heard about how this used to happen and how this used to happen and how this used to happen. But here we find ourselves and we're saying, God, where is it in our lifetime? Where is it in our church service? Where is it when we gather to pray? Where is the wonder? Where is the wonder? But I believe, I'm gonna make this statement again, that I believe our church is on the brink of a supernatural threshold of the explosion of the glory of God. Hey, I believe that there is a real, genuine revival, a sustained move of God that is moving in this atmosphere. How can you say it, preacher? Well, because I hear the countless testimonies of people that come in here and say, My God, I feel the Lord in this house. From the moment that I walked through the door, some of them say when I pulled up in the parking lot, I felt the Holy Spirit sit down in the vehicle with me. I believe God has marked this place and marked us as a people to be an ushering presence of the Spirit of God. I believe that our church is on the brink of the supernatural. And I've said that I believe we've seen restoration but what I believe we're really about to see is real revival. See, we've, we've seen withered hands restored. Hear me what I'm saying. I'm saying in accordance to scripture we've watched things that are present get better. Mm. The restoring of the withered hand. The hand was there. It was just messed up. And when he prayed for the withered hand He says, stretch forth your hand. And as he did, the hand that was withered got well. See, here's the thing, though. The hand was there. I believe we've seen restoration. I believe we've seen lives that have damaged get better. I believe that we've seen marriages that were damaged get better. I believe that we've seen people in their testimonies and in their stories that were living damaged, broken lives get better. I'm not talking about restoration. I'm talking about revival. And revival is being able to stand in the presence of something that is dead and watch the Spirit of God begin to quicken it and revive it. I'm talking about standing in the front of tombs like Lazarus and saying, come forth. And what's in there really comes out. I'm talking about dead dreams, dead visions, dead ministries, being supernaturally resurrected. I'm talking about dead anointings, being restored by the Spirit and the power of the Almighty God. I'm talking about the backslider who thought God was done with them, receiving the calling again, knowing that the gifting and the call is without repentance. I'm talking about revival, a real revival. Verse 11 says that he was making weed in the wine press. And I, as I preached on this a couple of weeks ago, I want you to know that we have to be intentional about our place. And God began to give me a, a rhema word as I released it here to the house. Was that He said, The church has by, been trying to beat wheat where we've been called to make wine. And I broke down the concept. that that wheat is bread and man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God we find that it's manna that is given to the Israelites as they leave in their exodus and daily the Bible says there was enough manna that that as much as they would go out and get it there was that much for them and and we find that Jesus is the bread of life and Jesus in John 1 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we find the concept of wheat and bread being in, in correlation to the concept that it resembles the word word. Now hear me before you take what I'm about to say and call it hypocrisy. The church has been good with beating wheat. We've been real good with the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I believe it from Genesis to Revelation. All 66 books. I know that they were spoken by the Holy Spirit of God. And men inspired by that spirit began to write it. I know it to be true. I know it to be infallible. And nothing, nothing can take the presence of the word of God. But hear me. The church has been good with beating wheat. But the problem is is we're doing it in a wine press. See, and what we find is that the wine press is not a place where you can beat wheat. The wheat was meant to be beaten on what they call a threshing floor because it was exposed to the wind and the wind could come through and it could separate the wheat from the tares. That which had substance from that which didn't have substance. And so we find that Gideon is beating wheat in a wine press. The problem with a wine press is it's got walls and where there's walls no wind can blow. And what we've got, God showed me a prophetic picture that we got a church in this day and hour that for 90% of it, they want just, they're good with the word. But they don't want the spirit. See, because the wine is symbolic. Acts chapter 2. These men are not drunk with wine as ye suppose. But what we find out is they are indulged. They are consumed. They are drunk uh, by the new wine. The new wine of the Holy Spirit that has been poured out. And what we've got in this day and hour is we got a church that they're like, oh, oh, just give me the word. I just want the word. But here's what you got to understand. You can't have the word and not have the spirit. The Bible says the day is coming and now is when they will worship me in spirit and in truth. John 17, 17 said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is the truth. You can't have word without the spirit. And so we have a whole church age. We have a whole church hour that is okay with the concept of word, but no wine. And so we see a church that is much like Gideon. We see a church that is much in the hour and the day like Gideon where he is hiding, beating wheat from the Midianites. Verse 12. Can y'all pull up verse 12 really quick? I want to break this down really quick, quick recap. verse 12 says when the angel of the lord appeared to Gideon he said to him the lord is with you mighty warrior now watch back up to verse 11 to get the full context of the scripture the angel of the lord came and sat down under the oak of ofrath that belonged to Joash the where his son gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the midianites so watch the angel of the lord comes and calls him mighty warrior here's the problem gideon is in hiding He is hiding because he is hiding from the Midianites. And see, I'm just going to speak prophetically to the church tonight that I believe that we have a church that does not know its potential. Because if it knew its potential, it would quit hiding, come out of hiding, and know that Midian, the spirit of Midian, the king of Midian, is no stance for the kingdom of our God and for the king of kings and the Lord of lords. If we knew what we really got. We would know that the righteous are as bold as a lion. In other words, we're not called to hide. Can I really preach it tonight? God is not looking for He is looking for those that are full of the spirit of God. And whether Jezebel arises where there is Ahab, we know that there is a a prophet to throw her over the wall. We know that there is a move of God that overcomes the works of darkness. We don't run. We don't hide. We don't back up. That's not who we are called to be. But watch this, watch this, because I really want to break this down for you that I I find it quite amazing to, to me tonight that in verse 12, the angel of the Lord calls him mighty warrior. Watch, watch. Because not only a mighty warrior, but he tells him, the Lord is with you. And see, I think we need to understand something, though. Here's the amazing part about that statement. He's in hiding. He is in hiding, and the angel of the Lord appears and says to him, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. I am so glad that when God begins to call us to something he does not speak to our posture he speaks to our potential and speaks to our promise he not only knows where we are but he knows where we're going he knows, listen, I see you hiding in this season but I see you overthrowing everything that's come against you in the next season can I speak to the person tonight that you're hiding, you're hiding in some place you're hiding in some way God sees you where you are and he does not call you. See, he could have came up. The angel of the Lord could have came up and said, Hey, Wimp, what are you doing? Yeah. But he said, Mighty warrior, the angel of the Lord is with you. I want to give encouragement, prophetic encouragement to the church. We've been in hiding. We've, we've, we've hid what God is doing. But God is saying in this season... You may be in hiding, but I'm with you, and I'm not leaving until you come out. I'll stand over your walls that you're trying to build. I'll stand over your bunkers you're trying to hide out in, but I'm telling you, I'm with you, and I'm not leaving until you come out. Because you weren't made to hide in this pit. You weren't made to hide in this cave. I believe that in the last days, the real church is going to arise. Real unsanctified for you, but here you go. Slim Shady came out with a song that said, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? (laughs) I believe and I prophesy to you tonight by the Spirit of God there is coming a day where Jesus will look and he'll say, will the real church please stand up? And she's gonna come up out the pit. She's gonna come up out the press. She's gonna say, here I am, Lord, send me. No more hiding, no more backing up, no more wimpy Christianity, but knowing that we have dominion and authority. Not just speaking up, but speaking out. Knowing that we weren't created for hiding. And some of us, we we love the concept of hiding because we got the spirit of Nicodemus on us. See, some of y'all move in this house like Nicodemus. Read your story, your Bible. Nicodemus was a religious leader, but he knew Jesus had the goods. And the Bible says, and by night, Nicodemus would come to Jesus. Why would Nicodemus come by night? Because he knew all of his little religious punks that he hung out with, they were all fast asleep. But see, Nicodemus wanted what Jesus had, so he'd come out of hiding by night. And he'd be working on night moves just to get what Jesus had. Some of y'all got a Nicodemus attitude. You be hiding, coming into Dominion Church. Don't let them know I go here. I know they talk in tongues. I know they cast out devils. I know they say they'll raise the dead. I know, I know, I know. But I ain't with them. And you you like Peter. Jesus who? Dominion? Who? Uh. Uh-uh. uh I don't know about that church. They talk in tongues. They want the spirit of God to move. I don't know. They shout too much. They too loud. They jump around. My God, if you would have saw me where I was when He brought me out, you'd shout too. And so there is a there's a mandate that we got to come out of hiding. We don't just get to talk in tongues in here. Come on, if you really got the Holy Ghost, you're talking tongues out there. Some of y'all praying for somebody at Walmart, and all of a sudden you feel, you like. Pfft. And the Bible rebukes you. It said, quench not the Spirit of God. It's a no-no. But we got to move as the Spirit moves us. You don't just get to huck and buck here, bro. If you got the huck and buck and you really got it, you're huck and buck out there too. I I ain't just poured anointing oil in the pulpit. My God, I'll never forget. I was living in Aiken. I grabbed me a whole bottle of virgin oil. And the devil was trying to tear up my house. I went out there with a whole bottle of virgin oil. And, and here's the problem, y'all. We lived in 800 square foot houses. There's about 20 of them. They were stacked on one another. Here's the other problem. It was one o'clock in the morning. I grabbed a bottle of virgin oil. I began to walk around the house. All the way around the house. see a lot of us like Gideon we in hiding we just you know we just hiding here but if you really got it you won't be able to hide it what man lighting a lamp puts it under a bushel don't you know you're a city on a hill a light that cannot be hidden you can't hide what you got church because there's a world out there that needs the light see see Verse 12, the angel of the Lord calls a mighty warrior, but not only a warrior, but he also tells him the Lord is with him, but he's in hiding. If we're going to see the wonders of the, and the miracles return from God, the first thing we have to realize, though, is it's got nothing to do with our position. Some of y'all caught that. Some of y'all didn't. So I'm going to circle the wagon one more time. God wants to do something incredibly powerful through the life of Gideon. But Gideon's in hiding. God says, I'm not looking at your position. I'm not looking at your posture. Because when the wonder is performed, I'm going to get the glory anyways. Let me set some people free, man. See, and and let me share it from the heart of a minister. One of the scariest things you can do is be in ministry and watch the gifts continue to flow through you. Even when you know you're in hiding. Oh, I'm going to rock some theology. See, the Bible says that the gift and calling is without repentance. And some of y'all want to know why Sister So-and-so who's blatantly living in sin is still prophesying. Let me tell you why. Because the gift and the calling is without repentance. God's going to allow the gift to flow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I lost some of y'all. That's okay. Because, because watch, watch what happens. Let me teach you what happens. The moment that God makes it about us, now we have the right to take the glory of it. And God said, I will not share my glory with another. The moment that we think because we got it all right is the reason why she got healed. is the moment that God draws his spirit from us. So God said, "I'll use the purple-headed, tattooed from head to toe, whatever." And watch to see. I'll cause her. I'll use her to make blinded eyes open. So, what religious folk will get real mad because Jesus will say, "Ha ha! I'm showing you it's not. I don't know what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside." See, religion had it all looking good, but the move of God didn't come through what was looking good. The move of God came through everything that religion rejected. And people wonder why I focus my ministry on the least, the last, and, and the losers of culture. I'll tell you why. Because I know that they are the ones that are marked for the glory of God. They're humble enough to walk in the glory of God. And they'll give God the glory when it's all over. Give me 12 fishermen, God. Give me give me, Give me, give me 12 fishermen. Give me 12 that religion rejected and said we can't do nothing with and I'll show you a Gideon. I'll show you one that he may look like he is not fit nor qualified, but be uh, uh, made known. God does not look on the outside. He said to Samuel, don't look on the outside as man look. For the Lord does not look on the outside, but he searches the heart. And when God can find a man that's got a heart that's open to the move of God, God says that's a place I'll put my wonder. Number four, number four, if you were taking notes, you would like, wait, hold on, that was like the first one. Now you missed last, two weeks ago, you need to go back and watch it. I want to focus on this last declaration just for a minute. Give me five more minutes and I'll be done. The last part of the declaration, he says, mighty warrior. Can I tell you that if we're going to find the wonder in the church again, we're going to need some warriors of wonder. People that will war for the wonder. See, what's amazing to me, and if you'll read the story in Judges 6, you'll find out that Gideon proposes a question to the angel of the Lord. And he says to him, he, says, he said, if God's really with us, and if God's really good, and if God is, you know, everything that they say he is, then where is the wonder? And the angel of the Lord calls Gideon out. But watch this. Gideon gets 32,000 men together to go to war. And God, God, God says, no, it's too many. And so from 32,000, he drops to 20,000. God says, no, that's too many. And then it drops again to a couple more thousand. And God says, no, that's too many. And Gideon's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Oh, hold on, hold on. This is is about to be good. And God backs it all the way up from 32,000 to 300. And Gideon takes 300 and goes to war and decimates his adversary. Watch this. Gideon said, where is the wonder? And God said, I'm about to make you a warrior of wonder. You're wondering where the wonder is. The wonder is inside of you. And if you'll just relinquish control of your life, watch and see how I'll perform the miraculous. Gideon was praying, where is the wonder? And God said, it's inside of you. You are the wonder of this generation. I'm going to use you to make all of Israel say, my God is with Gideon. Can I speak to somebody that you've been praying, where is the wonder? What if the wonder's inside of you? You've been praying for miracles, but you're looking to this altar. Can I ask you, maybe you should start looking in the mirror. Maybe you should start looking at your hands and saying, oh, hands, be used for healing. Oh, mouth, be used for prophesying. Oh, my God, hear me tonight. What if we quit looking everywhere else for the wonder and started looking at ourselves and saying, God, use me to be the demonstration of wonder in this generation? I'm closing with this right here, verse verse 13. Because I need to help some people tonight. In verse 13, he says, as we pull it up, he says, where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about? Did Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us to the hand of Midian. But there's something incredibly powerful that he says right before all that. He says, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Can I talk to somebody tonight that's saying, God, if you're with me, why has this happened to me? God, if you're really good, why is the... Cancer results still positive. God, if you're really good, why did I have to bury my child? God, if you're really good, why did I have to go through with the divorce? God, if you're really good, if you're really with us, why has this happened to us? As I was studying on this, God wanted me to tell you, just because you've been through things that made you wonder why it happened to you, it does not mean you're exempt from the wonder of God working through you. Maybe, maybe, everything's happened to you the way it's happened to you just so God could reveal His wonder through you. See, I came to propose to you tonight that maybe the person that feels the most unqualified in this room is God's next candidate for a great wonder-working miracle to be moved through their life. I came to tell you tonight, maybe it's the person that feels the furthest from God tonight that God's saying, watch and see what I'll do with your life, son. Watch and see what I'll do with your life, daughter. Stand with me all over the house. Can I tell you tonight that people with problems are prime candidates for the miraculous power of God to work through? Oh, I know religion don't like that message. Religion tells you to clean yourself up. Let me tell you something, bro. I have not cleaned myself up in any kind of way. Jesus cleaned me up. See, because the Bible tells me that my righteousness is as filthy rags. In other words, you ever try to wash yourself with a filthy rag? Go get 10W40 on a rag. Go get in the shower and try to clean yourself with it. That's what it's like when you tell God you need to fix you before you come to him. You'll end up messing it up worse. You'll end up getting dirtier. You know, so many times in the church I meet people... Oh, I'd love, to, I'd love to, you know, give my heart to the Lord, but i got to quit smoking. Oh, huh? i got to quit drinking. i got to quit sleeping around. i got to quit. You know, I'm still, you know, I'm still in the club on Friday night. Let me tell you something. Come to Jesus and let him do the work. Watch this, watch this. I'll never forget, I was struggling through things in my life, and I told God, I said, God, you know, I just really need to get rid of this. God, you know, help me get through this problem, overcome this thing that I'm dealing with, blah, 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 blah. And God, God told me, he said, Kyle, I'm not going to allow you to do anything. He said, because if you fix it, it'll break. But if I fix it, it'll be finished. I tell this story all the time, but I think it's one of the greatest Illustrations that God ever showed me in the spirit. He's told Peter, James, and John, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And it's the concept of fishing that Jesus uses for us to know what God's after. And I've never been fishing before and reeled a clean white fillet to the boat. I've never, never, never thrown my bait out there Set the hook and just a clean white flay come across and we pull it in the boat. But you know what the problem is is in the church? We think they gotta be clean flays to get in the boat. See, we wanna we wanna fix the fish before we even get it in the boat, my God. And and the reason why so many people are done with church is because we told them before you come through those doors, you gotta quit doing this, quit doing this, quit doing this. You can't do this if you do this. What would happen if the church would quit talking about everything that they don't need to do and start telling them about what Jesus has already done? What am I preaching tonight? I'm telling you that where is the wonder? Where is the wonder? Is, is a, those that are imperfect are prime candidates for the wonder of God to work through. I've never looked at ministries that God really used and not found some kind of fault. Because I'll be honest with you, I believe God allows thorns to keep people humble. I I think a lot of great ministries, God allows some sort of affliction in them so they can never say, look what I'm doing. He allows it to work humility. Watch this, watch this. Gideon never, ever went down, went to war and said, look what I did. Watch this. God stripped back everything Gideon would have been able to get credit from. 32,000 to 20,000. God said, I got to strip you all the way down. My God, this is good. And I'm going to allow you to work with what only you can say, look what God did. Let me speak to the person tonight that you feel called to greatness. You know the anointing of God is on your life, but you wonder why God is stripping away everything that you've been relying on because God's saying if the wonders are going to come through your life, they're going to come in a way that when it's over, you're going to be able to say, only God did it. Dominion Church, listen to me. When it's over, you're going to be able to say, only God did it. Can I tell you something? You're not perfect, but you're still powerful. People that need their own miracle are prime candidates for the wonders of God to work through. The people that uh, that will allow God to work through them are often those who are messy, but yet are a prime candidate for the wonder to work through. Remember what Acts chapter 2 said, I quoted it tonight, that in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. All flesh. Dominion, we have to realize that this last day outpouring not only in certain vessels because God has a harvest to accomplish and he will use watch this, the Bible said he used a donkey in, in, in one, one stage the Bible says that he used a chicken in another stage the chicken that, 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 that crowed three times before Peter before when Peter denied him preached a powerful message of repentance so much so that message of him crowing literally caused, caused Peter to run He was broken. He realized what he had done. What am I saying? If God can use a donkey, and if God can use a chicken, He can use you. And God wants His wonder to flow through your life. God wants the miracles to flow through your life. The only thing He's waiting on you to do is to get out of hiding, to quit trying to be in a place when you've been called to another. I want to read this. Isaiah 29, verse 13 says... The Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules. They have been taught. Therefore, once more, I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder. And the wisdom of, of the wise will perish, and the intelligence of the intelligent will vanish. Woe to those who go to great depths to hide their plans from the Lord who do their works in darkness and think who sees us who will know you turn things upside down as if the potter were thought to be like the clay shall what is formed say to the one who formed it you did not make me can the pot say to the potter you know nothing in a very short time will not Lebanon be turned into a fertile field and the fertile field seem like a forest in that day the deaf will hear the words of the scroll and out of the gloom and darkness the eyes Eyes and the blind will see, and once more the humble will rejoice in the Lord, and the needy will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. The ruthless will vanish, and the mockers will disappear, and all who have an eye for evil will be cut down. But he watches, he says, In the face of everything that tells you you're disqualified. I'm going to restore wonder upon wonder upon wonder. When they said there's no way, there's no how. What do you mean? She's been married and divorced three times. God said, watch and see. Wonder upon wonder upon wonder upon wonder upon wonder. You mean him? The guy that used to be a really bad drug addict or drunk? That guy, there ain't no way he's preaching. Yeah, he is. At a church called Dominion Church in Darlington, South Carolina. Absolutely. Wonder upon wonder, I'm going to use you to flip over the table of the religious Pharisees. I'm going to use you. Will you lift your hands to heaven? I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray to that person tonight. I've really felt this as I was releasing this message tonight. To to those that are in hiding because you think that you're not good enough for the fight. I hear the angel of the Lord say to you, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And your current circumstance may deny and defy everything about that statement, but God is saying it does not deny the truth of my word. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. You may not feel mighty, you may not look mighty, but watch and see if God will not use the weak of this world Because where we are weak, He is strong. And that the way that we would move would not be in our own strength, but in His strength. I want you to say this, Dominion. Say this tonight with your hands stretched high. Those watching online, lift your hands wherever you are and say this. Say, God, restore the wonder in my life and through my life. I will be a warrior of the wonder wonder. that the earth earth can be confused confused. that you would use somebody like me me. but I'll be sure sure. to to give you all the glory in Jesus name